another digital another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello ladies and gentlemen from all places and all uh, corners of the world. Our flat, flat, flat earth, of course, because that's what I believe in. Um, hi, Luke. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, how are you on this flat, flat earth? Uh, I'm, I'm very round. I'm, I'm round. Yes. There's nothing round, round in the world. Come on. It's all fake media. It's all flat. Everything is flat. Yeah. It's all 2D. Uh, the world is in two dimensions. <laughs> that would be the best conspiracy theory, theory ever. I think that is it. There's like a theory of flat. It's called flatland. It's like a. It's a term that they use for like um. Flatland. Thinking about things, uh, in like if you were to think of things in four four D, which is like a mm-hmm. concept from what uh. A, a, what is that? The basic scientific idea of like there being multiple dimensions. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what a, what a multi-dimensional theory, I guess, is like mm-hmm. that we are in two D, and then there's three D, which is like what we see, and then there's four mm-hmm. D, which is like above and beyond us. It's like there's another realm beyond three D, and the four D people can see everything that's happening in three D in. Uh, in a in a two D s- space, so people in four D are looking at us in three D and seeing us like we're Mario Brothers, basically. If that makes sense, it's weird. It's a weird thing to think about. There was a big trend, especially in the UK, for the longest time, where where people are going to watch four D cinemas. Oh, and for yeah, yeah. and uh, that was moving seats up and down, and right, like, right. If there was and and if there was like a sea scene, they got like a little like splash of water in their face. It like there was a console in the middle of like their seat that would like spray things in their face if that was in the movie. I've no heard joke. of this just recently actually, and yeah. I think I was watching Memeulus. I think it was Memeulus was talking about okay. 4D cinema and how stupid it oh, was. Yeah. But then I thought about it, and do you ever see a sh- a movie with John Goodman in it called Matinee from like the nineties. Oh, here it Don't is. Ni- so. Ninety three. There was a film from nineteen ninety three called Matinee with John Goodman, and okay. it was all about an independent filmmaker guy who did that. He created a four D movie experience. Uh, mm. Yeah, that was in the nineties. So yeah, I mean, I remember I was in the cinema. When there was this trend where we were given scratch uh, tickets, and every time we scratch something, we should smell it. And oh, scratch and sniff! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Scratch, scratch and sniff. <laughs> like you, you that listens to this podcast are is going to go. What really? You had that? Yes, that was the thing. Did you have uh, smelly markers? I don't know what. Yes, yes, yes. I, is that? I feel like that's not a thing anymore because nowadays kids no. would just eat 
eat the markers to end up jamming. Pro- and probably yeah, when yeah, we yeah, were yeah. kids, there were some kids who just ate the markers, right? Because I, I remember sure having a chocolate flavor. Where it was like a bra- it was brown, right? A brown yeah, marker, yeah. but it was smelled like chocolate. So it's like, hmm, uh, should I eat this? Should I not eat this? I'm six. I don't know any better. <laughs> I remember the white one smelled like marshmallows. I remember chocolate. I remember mint. I definitely remember green, a minty green oh, flavor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember my, many more than that, though. Uh, yeah. No, I, I remember where someone was like sickly sweet. I think that was the white one. Supposed to be marshmallow. I Do think. marshmallows really even smell in real life, though? When you think about it, no, like if you right. they don't. No, a little bit well, maybe. It, if you open the back, it smells of marshmallows. But if you smell them independently, I would say that it don't. That's weird, though, right? That is yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to philosophy one on one. Why does marshmallows not smell like marshmallows? The big question of the world. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go to the news. We have so much news to talk about. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Uh, speaking of ridiculous, Chris Cuomo. That is ridiculous indeed. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, Chris Cuomo uh, advised his brother about sexual harassment claims. A new report sheds light on how CNN's Chris Cuomo advised his brother uh, in sexual harassment uh, remember we talked about this whole uh, Governor Cuomo sexual harassment thing at the time when we were kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, so people who are like Joe Biden and when he has sexual harassment allegations or pe- people like Andrew Cuomo, when they have sexual harassment allegations, those just get tossed into the rug by the mainstream mm-hmm. media. Um why is that the case? And now we're seeing uh, state pro- prosecutors are shedding new light Tuesday on CNN's cr- anchor Chris Cuomo's involvement in managing the response to the sexual harassment scandals surrounding his brother Andrew Cuomo. So CNN, CNN's Chris Cuomo definitely had a lot to do with like kind of downplaying the severity of these sexual harassment allegations is mm. what we're seeing. You know, uh, this is very, very new news. Uh, we have another article here as well. Uh, I, 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 this is so, this is so weird, and it's so, it is so disgusting to read this. I, I get like, I get, I get queasy just reading what he has done. To be honest, you want me to go into it? Um, yes. This was. According to a state trooper, sometimes he asks questions. Why didn't she wear a dress? Why pursue marriage when your sex drive goes down afterwards? Could he kiss her? And sometimes he made statements he remarked that his ideal girlfriend could handle pain. He said that the trooper in her late 20s was told too old for him. Mm. He said that the trooper in her late 20s is too old for him, he said. He directed her to say nothing of of these conversations. The trooper was perhaps unsettled after the event in Long Island in 2019. As she held a door for him, uh, she felt the palm of his hand on her belly button pressed towards her right hip where where she kept her gun. Uh, I felt completely violated, she said. Yeah, I mean, 
this man is a creep. I'm going to just say, say it. And his this brother covered it up for him. Creep. And CNN mm -hmm. seemingly helped cover all this up. It says in, a, in February I mean, 27th chain of messages, the other Cuomo allies wrote, I don't love uh, that part of Chris slash Andrew wanted in and that Chris wanted to make sure we have enough contrition in here. Uh, Smith did not uh, definitely identify Chris as being Chris Cuomo, but the messages align with other suggestions he is reported to have made about the messaging in question. Are you... Are you at all surprised? Because I'm not really surprised at all. And the reason why I'm not really surprised at all, it, it seems like this is a ongoing trend from CNN, if you ask me. Right. It says it also appears that Chris Cuomo played a role in writing the overall response to Governor Cuomo's uh, denial of the sexual harassment allegations on February 28th when it reached an apex. Um, yeah, CNN spokeswoman declined to comment on the report Tuesday and repeated earlier network statements that say Chris Cuomo did not affect the coverage of his brother. That is just not true. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't believe that for one single second. Well, I mean, I mean, I know it's not true because I remember him interviewing his brother during. Remember when Andrew Cuomo was being touted as like he should be the next president during, like, the mm -hmm. primaries. He, we should put him in. Bloomberg was floundering at the time, and everybody was thinking, oh, Bloomberg, he could be a great president, right? Remember this? And mm. it was like, oh, he's the former mayor of New York. And then that definitely fizzled out really quick. And so they were like, oh, well, what about Andrew Cuomo? He could, we could have him run for president against Bernie Sanders. He was the other, mm. you know, current mayor of New York. And people treated him like he was some kind of demi demigod, you know what I mean? At the mm. time, like, he he could do no wrong. Um, and at that same time, his brother, Chris Cuomo, was out there, you know, interviewing him with very, just, these interviews that were so um, mundane and no hard, hard questions or anything, because, you know, it's his brother, right? Mm. They're just joking around and stuff, but this guy at the time was also sexually harassing people, and, and, mind you, at the same time, people were dying in New York from COVID. Mm -hmm. He yeah. was horrible on the response to COVID in New York. Um, and that still is being, even in this, about his, this whole sexual harassment thing, him killing people, literally killing mm. elderly people, letting them die in nursing homes, is being pushed under the rug at this point in my mind. Yeah, there was going to be an investigation into his uh, his uh, role in this, and we have seen absolutely zero about that as well. Right, but I mean, the sexual harassment is definitely a big, big deal as well, and it seems like the oh, sexual yeah, yeah, harassment no, has been going on longer than the, than the other scandal, but it's, yeah, I'm just saying, like, these two, uh, the, there's more scandal going on than just this. The, these two guys mm -hmm. are not good people. Yeah, no. Uh, someone else that I don't think is really good people is sadly your President Biden. Uh, Biden, uh, our president of the U.S. of the A, 
Biden mm-hmm. to allow eviction mor- mor- moratorium to expire last Saturday. The Biden administration announced last Thursday it will allow the nationwide ban on evictions to expire, arguing that its hands are tied after the Supreme Court signaled a moratorium would be extended until the end of the month. Yeah, I'm not sure how that is how it works, Mr. President. They knew... He says his hands were tied, but everybody yeah, knew when it was really. going to end for, like, yes. months and months and months and months. Months and months and months, yeah. Right. The White House <laughs> said like, President Biden would have liked to ex- have extended the federal eviction moratorium due to s- the spread of... Then fucking do it! The Delta variant. Variant, sorry. Uh, instead, Biden called on Congress to extend the eviction moratorium to protect such a vulnerable vulnerable rent- renters. Given the recent spread of the Delta variant, including among Americans both most likely to face evictions and lacking vaccinations, hmm, I guess we'll talk about that in a second, President Mm -hmm. Biden would have strongly supported the decision to further extend the eviction moratorium to protect renters at the moment of heightened vulnerability. Unfortunately, the Supreme Court has made it clear that this option is no longer available. That's just not true. Yeah, no. That's a blatant lie, as I call it. Or, actually, I will say it, fake news. <laughs> We're bringing fake, new- fake news back for 2021. There was a House bill introduced Thursday to extend the moratorium until the end of the year, but prospects of legislative solutions remain unclear, mostly because there are certain Democrats who are against extending extending it if hmm, could, because, could that be right-wing uh, democrats that right exactly really aren't uh, democrats could that be maybe that is the fucking problem and we have warned about this time after time after time after time that the democratic party is using their democratic side or something could that be a point maybe maybe i am right maybe you are right fucking hell uh, landlords who have opposed the moratorium challenged, challenged and repeatedly in court were against any extensions and have argued that the focus should be sped, speeding up distribution of rental assistance. So I mm. guess you got to there is one side of things where I want everybody to have a house, right? So I think that in my mind, no. what the answer to all wow. of this is, um, uh, is is actual housing for homeless people, right? That that would be the ultimate goal. The problem with this situation is that yes, the people, the renters who are being kicked out of their homes are going to be homeless, but mm-hmm. this whole time the landlords who have been paying to keep people in the moratorium, they're also in a situation where if they don't get their money, they're going to be homeless, if that makes sense. Mm. So either way, somebody's going to end up homeless. Um, so that's that, that. there's an issue here on both sides, I guess. And you can't even say both sides anymore because of Donald Trump now. If you say both sides, people right. automatically think you're... But there is a case for the landlords in the sense that they're also losing out with the moratorium sure. happening, right? So yeah, yeah. It, it's it comes down to that concept of like 
um, kill one to save many, kind of, mm. because there's more renters than there are landlords, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that is uh, the problem. Um, hey, uh, not only uh, is China and Russia uh, all the world problems in the world is either because of China or Russia. Did you know that, Look, One or the other. It, it depends. Right. Or sometimes they work together, you know, because they're, <laughs> because they're, they're the friends. dirty red commies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, n not only can they not behave on Earth, they can't behave in space either. Yeah, space. Um, war in space. We haven't talked about that. If, if, oh, wait, we talk about that all the time. Russia and Chinese <laughs> activity in space is causing daily threats. Uh, Air, <laughs> Air Chief Marshal Sir Mike Wigston. Uh, daily. Yeah, daily threats. All the time. All the, like, every day. It's happening right now as we're speaking. Mm -hmm. The threats are happening. It's, it's so dangerous. Air Chief Marshal Sir Mike Wigston said Moscow and Beijing are engaging in questionable activities, such as flying satellites within close proximity of others. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure how satellites work, but I don't think you steer steer them. No, no. Maybe you, I'm wrong. You steer them. You steer them. Yeah, yeah, no. Talk about uh, what happens. As well time. as more dangerous activities that could destroy other satellites on a daily basis. He also said there were they were gather, gathering intelligence that could that future conflict could be won or lost in space. Uh, reckless behavior from two nations was several times a year. Wait a second. Okay, those are contradicting. So it's either several times a year or daily. One, one, one or the other. I, okay. Mm -hmm. Over the past year, Russia has deployed a combination of satellites that we would describe as having characteristics of a weapon that practice a maneuver that we would say could only have been done to deliberately destroy another satellite. Meanwhile, China continues to develop anti-satellite technology that's everything from missiles that directly target satellites to laser dazzle weapons to electronically jam jamming to physically ramming into other satellites. He had that China practice. Jam that jam. Remember uh, in uh, Spaceballs where they jam? jam the yes, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's strawberry. strawberry. I hate strawberry. It's strawberry. <laughs> yes. He added China I'm practices against their own redundant satellites <laughs> and as such was demonstrating their ability to do it. He warned future conflict may not start in space, but I'm in no doubt that it will come very quickly to space and that it will be won or lost in space. If we don't think and prepare for that today, then we won't be ready when it comes. Oh, when it comes, Luke. You know, when it comes. Space, man. I always wanted you to go into space, man. Mm -hmm. Right, I guess this all comes at, right after Germany just in... Uh, put in a space force this week. I we, I I was gonna put that in the news, but we didn't. We had so much news that I. Um, oh. Germany just put in their own 
Space Force. UK has a Space Force, the United States has a Space Force, and Germany this week just added their own Space Force, which is hilarious because it's not big news, but when Trump did it, we made a whole TV show out of it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I remember Germans having having, uh, uh, people in space before. It wasn't that popular. I think that Space Force uh, TV show, by the way, was one of the one of those shows that made me not least impressed, but like I was I was kind of excited for Space Force. Oh and yeah, and then when too. it came out, it was so disappointing. So bad. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, we both had it on our list of most anticipated TV shows of that year. Oh, did we? I, I'm not surprised oh, yeah, yeah. because it, it had all these really good actors. Comedic actors yeah. and everything, and the concept was kind of funny. And then they just really screwed the pooch on that I show. I think you have a. I think you had it on your number three, and I had it on my number two. If I don't remember incorrectly, of that year. Yeah, I'm not anyway. surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, let's uh, travel. Uh, talking about China, uh, China warns the UK as the carrier strike group approaches. Uh, yeah, they are playing chicken with. Uh, China, I wouldn't do that. We talked about it when the Queen Elizabeth and the strike group was going to take off around. They were, they took off from England and they went past. Uh, they went underneath uh, Africa and they were going up to. Um, at the very beginning, they went up to check out what was going on with Russia, and then they went over to China. And China, at the time, we were like, "This seems like a bad idea." If you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, de-escalate tensions between these countries, maybe don't send all your military hardware to their ocean. Maybe that's a bad idea. Uh, so radical, look. But Britain has said it has no plans to stage a naval confrontation with China in the South China Sea, and that it aims to send its carrier strike group in the most direct route across the contested body of water from Singapore to the Philippines. The cooling message emerges hours after China's military and state media warned the UK against provocation uh, led by the Royal Navy aircraft the Queen Elizabeth. British defense sources say the HMS Queen Elizabeth would sail tens of miles tens of miles away? (laughs) (laughs) Not hundreds of miles away. It's going to be tens of miles away from the disputed Parcel Islands which are claimed by China. The aircraft carrier and allied ships entered the South China Sea earlier this week and are expected to leave by Saturday. Remember when Cuba almost uh, hit that ship and World War Three was almost on? <laughs> uh, yeah, it made me think of uh, what started World War Two. right? Was that yeah. off of the Japanese coast, there was right. an American military ship... Mm. Uh, Navy ship, and it was bombed. And then later, many years later, we found out. Oh wait, the the it wasn't the Japanese that bombed it. It was all a provocation. Bomb the ship, and then we can enter into a war. It all became a. It was all a lie to get us into war. So sending these ships there and being like, oh, we're not trying to, we're not trying anything. We're not escalating this situation by sending all of our military ships into your ocean, right? We're, we're tens of mi- we're tens of miles away, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
Michael Bay had a very good documentary about that. Uh, such a good documentary uh, with Ben Affleck. What <laughs> oh, <is> the word? <laughs> that, uh, that's not what I was talking about, but... Oh, I was thinking you were talking about Pearl Harbor. No. Wasn't that in the World War Three? No, two, sorry? Uh, that was... Uh, was right. that later? Uh, yeah, that was... At, well, let me look it up. I think that was the start of it. Okay. I Maybe I remember incorrectly. That could be true. I remember it definitely that uh, that was the reason why America joined uh, the World War was the attack of Pearl Harbor, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of Vietnam. Boat bombed before War. Vietnam. Welcome to Googling with Luke and Fro. Gulf of Tonkin. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Okay, it was oh, Vietnam, okay. not World War. The Gulf of Tonkin incident. Let me go into this really quick. Uh, yeah, the U.S. Maddox incident was an intentional yeah. confrontation that led the United States directly into the Vietnam War and involved a proven confrontation and a second claimed confrontation between ships in North Vietnam, the United States waters, and the Gulf of Tonkin. Right, okay, so it wasn't World War II, it was Vietnam. I just got the, the war wrong. Uh-huh. At least Kate Beckinsale didn't kiss you. It says the NSA originally claimed that the second Gulf of Tonkin incident occurred on August 1964, but instead evidence found that the Tonkin Ghost, actual Vietnamese torpedo boats, a documentary in 2003, The Fog of War, uh, admitted uh, Secretary of Defense Robert McNara admitted that the Maddox attack happened with no Defense Department response, but the oh. Gulf of uh, the August Fourth Gulf of Tonkin attack never happened. There we go. Right. Mm. Yeah, it's almost like America has done that ten thousand times before. I wonder why people don't believe in the moon landing, <laughs> or why people don't trust the government to give them a vaccine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So strange, right? <laughs> because your your government never lied to you. Never ever. Uh, let's talk about uh, the cough cough, as I call it. Um, official in Tokyo alarmed as virus cases hit record heights. It's almost like we talked about this last week. Yeah, last week we talked about the protests of the Olympics in Japan because they were the. It seemed like the Japanese people weren't happy that they could. This virus could be spread in their country. Japanese, Japanese officials sounded the alarm Thursday as Tokyo reported record-breaking coronavirus cases for the third straight day with the Olympics underway. Tokyo so reported 3,865 new cases Thursday, up from 3,177 on Wednesday, and double the number a week ago, meaning before yeah. the Olympics. <laughs> Setting so, an all-time high since the pandemic began earlier last year. It's almost like it's dangerous to, uh, to uh, assemble people in the same place or something. <laughs> From all around the world, randomly, without yeah. any kind of, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, Japan it's has so kept strange. its cases and deaths lower than many other countries, but its seven-day rolling average is growing, and it now stands at 28 per 100,000 people, uh, and 88 with, within Tokyo. Well... They can just get the vaccine and it will be okay because when you get the vaccine, 
you will not get sick again. Tokyo has been under its fourth state emergency since Jan July 12th, sorry, uh, ahead of the Olympics, which began last Friday, despite widespread opposition and concern that the game that the games could worsen the current outbreak. Oh my God! I feel like I'm living in clown world. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are, look. <laughs> I think we all are living in clown world. But yeah, like I said, uh, they can just get a vaccine and they will be okay because everybody that gets the vaccine never gets sick again, right? Everybody right? get the vaccine. We're going to say that right now. We are pro-vaccine. Right. But we also understand the capabilities of a <laughs> vaccine that is 95% effective, right? Mm -hmm. That's 5% possibility that you could still get sick right uh get the vaccine but but three quarters of people infected uh with covid19 at july public events in cape town or cape cod massachusetts were fully vaccinated let me repeat that three quarters of the people infected with covid19 were fully vaccinated a study by the mm -hmm. u.s center of disease control and prevention showed the study published friday suggested that the delta variant of the virus is highly contagious. The outbreak occurred in Provincetown on Cape Cod, according to a Barnstable County Health Authorities. The CDC found vaccinated individuals had had a similar amount of virus, virus presence as the unvaccinated, suggesting that unlike with other variants, vaccinated people infected with the Delta variant could transmit the virus. Wear a mask, everybody. <laughs> It's all almost like we said that last week that everybody should wear a mask. <sighs> sometimes, sometimes I feel clown world. <laughs> sometimes I feel like if you and me ruled the world, it would be a better place. The CDC said that overall, seventy-nine percent of vaccinated individuals who were infected with COVID nineteen also had reported symptoms such as cough, headache, sore throat, and fever, four had four of them had been hospitalized. So mm. even this is this is the positive part. At least because these people were vaccinated, the symptoms were not as severe. And so right. nobody of these died, but four were hospitalized, right? So um I have people around me who already mm. have like um asthma slash you, you know, lung-related problems, okay? Mm -hmm. So I've been wearing a mask because I knew that this 5% was enough that I would be worried about people around me. I'm not necessarily worried about me getting the Delta variant because I'm I'm already... Uh, I already have the vaccine, and I'm young, mm -hmm. and I'm healthy. But people around me that are already vaccinated that have other ailments, right? Mm -hmm. Um, this could be worse for them. Uh, so I, I agree more. I'm just saying like everybody wear your mask and if you aren't vaccinated, get vaccinated, but that mm -hmm. even if you're vaccinated, you still should be wearing a mask. So before we go into the next news, if you had to guess without knowing this, a new circle, where would you think was the best place to be? New Zealand, the... right? Yeah, 
I was t I would pick New Zealand as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that's even like a question. <laughs> no. No, New Zealand has. Uh, it looks like from the outside has the best uh, uh, policy when it comes. I would have said COVID. Australia up until maybe like two weeks ago, but yeah, Australia two weeks ago, two weeks ago like, started eh. to get just started locking down a lot. So yeah. But yeah, Norway bumps the United States as the best place to be admit pa pandemic. Norway is taking Norway. the best place to be during the pandemic, bumping the United States from the top, according to a tool used by Bloomberg. Um, I don't, I don't believe any of this to be honest. No, nope, me neither. <laughs> when was the United States at the top of places to be during the pandemic? That sounds like a shit place to be, to be honest. I don't... I feel like it, right even at the beginning, Norway... Remember when Norway was like, if you are in the United States, come back as fast as possible <laughs> at the beginning. I uh, do remember that, yeah. Bloom, Bloomberg's COVID resilience ranking tracks countries' economic standing, vaccine coverage, quality of healthcare, mortality rate, and easing of restrictions... Oh. Mm. Norway moved to number one spot with the overall average of 77.2. That is up 10 spots from the last updated chart. The U.S. dropped four spots and currently is at a 74. The drop in ratings has occurred as restrictions in some areas of the country are getting tighter due to increased uh, COVID cases. Uh, okay. And you guys... But you guys... Uh, you were going to, like, completely get rid of your restrictions, and then they, like, extended yeah. it just this week, yeah. right? Yes. What is the extension? How Did they say how long the extension is going to be, or is it just, like, we're extending no. it be because of Delta? No. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because of Delta, we don't really know how much longer. But, yeah, uh, if I had to guess uh, who was on the bottom, I would guess India. Brazil, maybe? Brazil, yeah. But uh, it's Indonesia. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, there. Because Indonesia is uh, in the bottom of Bloomberg's uh, ranking due to the high amount of people dying daily and the lack of vaccine to satisfy the country's population. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's a very small country that doesn't have a lot of money. Uh, so I guess I'm not surprised by that. I just. I guess I'm surprised that I haven't heard that stat before now, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is uh, weird. Well, at least uh, you can write whatever you want uh, about COVID because you will never get banned in uh, Australia about that, right? YouTube has barred Sky News Australia from uploading new content for a week. What? Uh, saying it has breached the rules spreading COVID... 19 misinformation. Hmm. Sky News is like a... It's a big news organization, oh, right? Yeah, and I... Uh, it's. I think it's... Uh, don't shoot me if I'm wrong, but I think it's uh, part of the... Uh, right-wing... Uh, yeah, it's owned by Rupert Murdoch, who owns... Murdoch, yeah. He owns Murdoch, Fox yeah. and everything else, right? Yeah. Um... But I wouldn't say Sky is as blatantly right wing as Fox is. No, no, oh no, Sky Sky News is uh, centered in the UK, so no. 
Not all, all us right-wing as Fox News. But it is owned it, by Rupert Murdoch, so right. take that into consideration, I guess. Um, yes, the Mirror is also run by Robert Murdoch, so there's that. Uh, YouTube issued a strike under its three-strike policy, of which means... Uh, oh, right, the three-strike policy means removal. YouTube did not specify specific items, but said it's... It opposed material that could have caused real-world harm. The TV channel's digital editor said the decision was a disturbing attack on the ability to think freely. YouTube's statement Mm. said it had clearly established COVID-19 medical medical misinformation policies based on local and global health authority guidance. Uh, A spokesman told The Guardian it did not allow content that denies the existence of COVID-19 or which encourages people to use hydroxychloroquine or other other things to treat or prevent the virus. Neither has it. Right. N- neither neither of these things have been proven effective against COVID. The video in question did not pr- provide sufficient countervailing context. A spokesman right. from YouTube said. Yeah, I, I I mean this is YouTube's policy. I. I'm against everything that uh, has to do with uh, closing things out because that is how we create uh, chambers of of people uh, on other sites and uh, I don't think it's smart to do that. But uh, of course this is the YouTube policy. YouTube policy is YouTube policy. They're a company there are allowed to do what the fuck they want. Right, but this is how we end up with QAnon. If it's yes, doing things sadly. like this, yes. Yes. You know, misinformation needs to be out there, sadly. Uh, so that it can be critiqued, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you hide it in the shadows, then the people in the shadows are the are the only ones that are going to be talking about it. Uh, YouTube yeah, has s- issued dozens of bans over the past two years, several over COVID misinformation. Yeah, I've said this before. I was wrong about uh, Alex Jones. And uh, I think that's uh, pr- provided by more and more tech companies closing uh, out people and creating uh, more leeway for Donald Trump to exist, sadly. Oh, well, it, YouTube's owned by Google, let me point this out. And mm-hmm. Australia is the place that we talked about the whole problem with Google. The, the Australian government suing Google for allowing certain news outlets to um, to put things out and make money off of them and now we're seeing the uh, possibly seeing the ramifications of those laws that Australia put in place uh, for Google and news sites right mm. right um, as a lawyer Luke would you ever defend someone as JC Max? I mean, as a lawyer, that's your job. As a defense lawyer, your job is sometimes to defend people that you know are guilty. So, yeah. yeah. Do you believe in the system of law? To a degree, yeah. I think mm. I think it has merits. Um, and that sometimes certain people are able to work the system and the and then those merits are uh, get get cloudy right but maybe you shouldn't be allowed to do anything to get your uh, client free right 
Right, exactly. Uh, because a U.S. judge overseeing the Ghislaine Maxwell case uh, on Friday admonished the lawyers, uh, her lawyers, Ghislaine Maxwell's lawyers, not to make out-of-court statements that could taint the upcoming sex trafficking trial. The district judge, Judge Allison Nathan, in Manhattan ruled a month after Maxwell's lawyer, David Marcus, said that overturning of the act of actor Bill Cosby's sexual assault conviction justified justified ending Maxwell's prosecution, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, right. Prosecutor said Mac- Marcus, so this is the lawyer, uh, he wrote an opinion piece in the New York Daily News, and that violated a court rule against lawyers making extrajudicial statements that could taint a, a jury pool. Marcus yeah. said he was not subject to the rule because he was part of was not part of the defense team, but the judge noted that Marcus had worked on Maxwell's appeals uh, from bail denials and identified himself as her lawyer. Uh, okay, well, uh... Yeah, well, yeah, mm, yeah, mm. So this guy wrote a, a article about it, yeah. how she should be freed because of the Cosby case, which we talked a, yep. about two weeks ago, I think. Mm-hmm, something like that, yeah. Uh, let's talk about Nexium. Uh, it's a long time since we talked about Nexium. Uh, uh, should we give uh, the people out there a little like recap of uh, what is? Nexium? Yeah, I mean, you know more about Nexium than I do because I never watched the doc. You watched the doc. Yeah. So Nexium is more or less a a, a cult uh, that was uh, based on hippy dippy. Uh, beliefs there was no god and things like that but uh it was used to uh probably uh, allegedly uh, tr- uh sex trafficking uh and, i don't even think that's uh, alleged at this point but sure right right yeah but uh, you never know I, i'm not sure if uh, everything is done in that case so i uh, that's why i'm right allegedly. we were saying allegedly right. Right. in minecraft Minecraft. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, and uh, there has been prominent uh, people that has been in there. But now it looks like one of the leaders of this cult is getting uh, uh, no jail time. Right, due to extraordinary uh, assistance to the prosecution, uh, is what it's saying. So she was like, mm-hmm. I'm guessing she... A lot of the people that went down for this, she was a whistleblower, right? Exactly. (laughs) Which is that is it good? It's good, but it's also she was the leader of this cult. So, right, uh, one of the leaders, one of the leaders. She wasn't the leader. What is it? Keith, Keith Rainier, 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 something like that. Something like that. A federal judge sentenced Lauren Lauren Salzman the high-ranking leader of the upstate New York sex cult, to five years of probation. Yeah, so she is still getting, you know, she's not jail, no jail time, but five years of probation. Prosecutors had urged the Brooklyn-based U.S. District Court to consider a lesser sentence due to her helping to bring down Rainier, who was convicted on charges that include sex trafficking, of uh, forcing women into groups into having sex with them. So he was mm-hmm. convicted of this, so I guess we don't have to actually say okay. it. Okay. In addition okay. to probation, Salzman also is ordered to perform 300 hours of community service. In a memo the judge two weeks ago wrote, 
the extent of Lauren Salzman's cooperation and the significance of her assistance to the government were extraordinary. Uh, some, some of the victims of Rainier and Salzman were branded with his initials, which symbolized their status as sex slaves, right? Mm-hmm. Salzman in 2019 did plead guilty to racketeering and racketeering conspiracy charges. Okay. Yeah, uh, I haven't found any info about uh, uh, the celebrity girl that was in in uh, in uh, that Superman show. But oh, I Allison, seen Al- Allison, uh, Allison Mac. Mac, Allison Mac. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, oh wait, here we go. Last month, Mac was sentenced to three years in prison. She faced 14, oh, good. 17 and a half years behind bars, but prosecutors say the actress deserved less time because of her cooperation. So she also yeah. got less time. Um, yeah. I guess it says okay. Nancy Salzman, the mother of Salzman, uh, and bookkeeper Kathy Russell, Seagram liquor heiress Claire Bronfem, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. There's a lot of people that were involved in this that were all... That was the thing about this whole Nexium thing. It's like a lot of these people were very rich, very famous. They had no reason to be involved mm. in a cult, but they were. Yeah, yeah. It, it was an extremely weird cult. Uh, hey, you like Spongebob. I love Spongebob. I do. Yeah. Uh, we have found some lookalikes, or you have found some lookalikes. On the bottom of the sea. Well, I didn't find them. They were found by Noah. Uh, and uh, 200 miles from New York City, marine researchers spotted a squarish, bright yellow sea sponge next to a pink star. And they sure look, do look like SpongeBob and Patrick Star. Uh, yeah. Uh, do we want to watch the video or what? I don't know. Let's watch the video up do there we? at the top of the article. So I'm going to go back to zero. Give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. That was loud. SpongeBob music happening. (laughs) Aww. It looks exactly the same. Oh, that's cute. SpongeBob is very big (laughs) comparatively to Patrick, but other than that, they're just chilling next to each other. (laughs) That is so cute. You need to post this on our... uh, on our Twitter. Okay. So people can see it. Go to podcast at podcast ADC. That's at podcast ADC. Why do I? Uh, the sad part about this thing that people pointed out after seeing the video. So they posted this mm. and then somebody. Uh, this type of sea star is called a contraster. Um, mm-hmm. The real life version of, I guess, Patrick. Uh, it turns out that a contraster contra- uh, feed on sponges. Ah. So, uh, while this is very cute, it turns out that that's, that sea star was probably about to eat uh, SpongeBob. <laughs> oh, no. Right. <laughs> is that the ending of SpongeBob? That would be funny. That Patrick eats SpongeBob? Eat Actually, Sponge that's Bob-Bob. very... Uh, Considering that Patrick in the in the cartoon kind of eats everything, everything. Yeah, yeah. it kind of is t- uh, telling, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe the people who wrote SpongeBob already knew that, right? Yeah, maybe. Hey, I remember when I smoked bleep uh, when I was younger. 
And uh, when I smoked bleep, I said, oh my gosh, this is the real shit. Do you remember when people said that? <laughs> I don't know if I ever heard anybody say this is the real shit uh, mm -hmm. in that way, but maybe I did. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Well, uh, Tudron is going to tell the truth about this is the real shit. This is Tron of the truth. I'm about to go on holiday. Before I have this fucking little message. Yes, we are at the tipping point now. The forests are burning, the seas are rising and people are starving. And we still have science denials, anti-vaccine people and so on. I heard liberals always say, yeah, we have to have a listen to both sides of the debate. We have to be calm, we found the middle way. It's no fucking middle way anymore. It's no. The result of what we've been warning against for decades are now here. There's no fucking way back now. Now is we are on the tipping part. We can rather go to hell or we can fucking try to save what's left and have a planet to live on for next generations. I cannot even relax anymore. Tonight I had a sleep. 10 hours sleep. I can remember the last time I had a long sleep. That was not because I'm, I'm not buried anymore or as calm. It's because I was fucking so overtired. This is electioneering in Norway. And I hope for a green revolution. But every time I'd fight for it, I always heard a good old argument from the conservatives. Communist, socialist, communist, leftist, and so on and so on. If people call me leftist, I don't give a fuck anymore. Because it's only words. The conservatives have nothing left than fucking words. They still think this is the Cold War. But the only argument they have against everybody who tried to stand up to something or disagree about something the state does or the government does as commie. Well, don't give a shit about it anymore. If they try to fight to silence you with screaming those words, you should just be louder. It's not to be polite anymore, because the time of politeness is over. This is it. This is the fucking real shit. This is the real shit I've been talking about since 2016 when I start, started this segment. Yeah, it's been over fucking five years with me now. And I'm gonna keep on for as long as it takes. I'm not happy anymore. And you should not be happy either. I'm not happy before I can see some good election results. And, I, and I'm not happy before I can see some politics who really fucking works. You politicians just have to stop trying to please everybody because you will never please everybody. We had a politics area in Bergen and Oslo and many places in Norway. We had done radical changes. We opened the cities to people who want to bike and walk and so on and cut down on cars. And of course, people are fucking angry. People who want the world to stay as it is and, and close their eyes and close their ears are always fucking angry. Even if you all kinds of politics. When people are fighting against like white supremacy and so on, there are always people who are angry. Angry, angry, fucking angry every time. We should not listen to those people anymore. This is the real shit. We shall eat the rich, get a new climate plan, and make a fucking revolution who's gonna stick. Because this is the fucking real shit. This was Tron with Tron Test Tooth. Have a fucking nice day. Thank you, Tron, as always. Thank you, Tron. 
So, Luke, I have had this in my life where I watched a thing called Wrestle Talk. Uh, one of their uh, people there is called Tempest the Wrestler. He's a Quizzlemania champion. Uh, Quizzlemania? Quizzlemania champion, yes. Sure, okay. Whatever that mm -hmm. means. Uh, and uh, he has had this uh, thing going where he promotes pickles and <laughs> and peanut butter together in a sandwich. Okay. And I was like, that doesn't sound good. Peanut butter and pickles. But I tried it, and now I have it every day. Every single day for lunch, I have pickles and uh, peanut butter in a sandwich together. Right. So I have asked you for the longest time to try this. And you said to me, hey, let's try it on the show. Yeah, because that sounds gross, right? Uh, yes. But I'm even seeing, if you look, just Google peanut butter and pickles, uh, yeah. and the first thing that people also ask, is peanut butter and pickles good? People really took to the acidic vinegary taste of pickles combined with the rich and su subtly sweet, salty taste of peanut butter. They also really like the crunch of the pickles with the smooth, creamy peanut butter. Obviously, sweet and sour are a good combination, but this, this is great. This is according to the Huffing Huffington Post. Mm -hmm. I never heard of this ever until Fro brought it up to me, but then I <laughs> went over to my parents' house to get a pickle because the only thing I had in my fridge that was like pickles was I, I've got some dill pickle relish that, it, you know, I put That's on yeah. hot dogs and hamburgers and things, but I didn't have any actual mm -hmm. pickle pickles. So I went over and got a pickle, and I told my mom what we were doing for the show, and she said, "Oh, your grandma used to love peanut butters and pick pe peanut butter and pickle when when I was younger, when I was a kid. So like what in like the the fifties, uh, my grandma was already ahead of the game on this. So mm -hmm. I've never tried this ever. I'm not going to try a sandwich. I'm going to go straight peanut butter and pickle on this. Okay. I don't know if that's going to be as good as the sandwich, but you do. But I feel like I feel like this is like um. I, so I got some jif. Uh, I, I guess I should. Point, I got some jif creamy. All right, that's the peanut butter I'm using, and mm -hmm. I got some homemade pickles. These are like, I made these pickles myself. So, mm -hmm. um, I feel like this is going to be less. Like I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the straight shot of what it's going for. Where like I feel like the. Putting some white bread, I feel like it would kind of um, dilute dilute the uh, experience, if that makes sense. Sure. So I'm just sure. going. I'm just going straight. Peanut butter. Oh my god! How do you get the peanut? The pick. The pickle is de denying the peanut butter. It's trying to slide off because of the <laughs> the softness of the pickle. Well, yeah, and the it's juicy. Yeah. It's got the dill juice all over it, and so the peanut mm. butter is trying to slide off. Okay, so I got I got a glob of peanut butter right on the end of this. Pickle. All right, you okay. ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Luke is now eating the peanut butter and the pickle together. He's uh, tasting it in his mouth. He's getting a sen sen sensation for it. I'm holding my mouth away from the mic as I chew. Yeah, because I can hear him uh, chewing. I hope you hear it too, audience. I don't like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't like it. I don't like it. 
Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> for for fairness' sake, I'm gonna grab a piece of white bread. All right, one second. Yes. Okay. Uh, now Luke is uh, grabbing some white bread to see if that okay. makes a difference. And uh, I can hear him uh, taking that white bread out of his bag now. All right, I got some friends. I've been narrating the whole time, by the way. That's good. All right. I got some yes. Franz white bread here. Franz white bread. This is so. This is what you need to do. Okay? okay. You need to follow this recipe. Okay. So you take a pretty, pretty good layer of peanut butter on one. Well, I'm just gonna do a little. I'm not gonna do a whole piece of bread because I'm not gonna right, eat right. it all. So I'm just gonna take a little piece of the bread. I'm gonna slather right. it, slathering it up with the peanut. And then you you take the pickle on the other side, okay. but you you slice it up. You slice the peanut butter and now the pickle up. So just in little chunks. Yes. Okay. Ah, I've only got a spoon, so slicing it with a spoon is a little hard, but I'll do it. <laughs> this is uh, podcasting on its highest uh, level. <laughs> this before. is podcasting on another level. We're like on a whole. So I guess I should put a piece of bread on top of this piece of bread, right? To make like a sandwich. Right. Sandwich yes. happening. Yes. Okay, I got the sandwich mm -hmm. here. Okay, let's. I'll try it again. I didn't like it the first time, and I'm going back for mm -hmm. second. So here we go. You never know. So Luke is now testing it in his mouth. I can hear him chewing that. I I I know of the way he's eating that this uh, that uh, he thinks it's more delicious this time because I'm a mind reader. That is how it works, right? How was that? Um, it was a little bit better. I'll be honest. Okay. But still, I I there's something something about the peanut butter makes the 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 dilliness not the dillness the um yeah whatever the pickle the pickledness like really comes out like yes more than if you were just to eat a pickle yes it's like i know more... i know that's why what i like about it it makes me like it makes me make the face if you were to like bite a lemon and you make that sour face okay yeah yeah i can understand that uh i don't know i guess it's an acquired taste that's not that's not for me <laughs> <laughs> well at least you can say you have tried it. Now. I tried it. Um, grandma, yes. grandma, uh, up in wherever. Uh, mm -hmm. In heaven that you totally believe in. Sorry, grandma. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about TV. Uh, I've seen something. Guess what, Luke? I uh, I I can't get enough to hot to handle because I've watched the Brazilian version of to hot to handle this week. Uh, I that must even be even hotter. Yes. Way too uh, hot to handle is what it should be called. Too super duper way too hot to handle. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing just in Brazil. Sure. That is uh, more or less it. So. Well, Brazilian sure. people are much more. You know, they. Yeah. Uh, what's a good word for it? Uh, Talk sexual. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, pa passionate. Sexually passionate. passionate. That, yeah. Yes. That, that's a good word for it. But yeah, uh, it's as bad as the American version, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, and yes. we didn't like that. Uh, I guess I'll start with The Pursuit of Love on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Did you see this? I did. 
I don't like these kind of sh- this time period of show. The, the it's me neither. Set in like what old England, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, mm. And it's about a, a girl whose family is very rich, and she wants to have. She's trying to find a relationship, but it seems like her fam family is always in the way of her getting in a proper relationship, right? One mm. that she feels like she actually wants to be in. They always want to set her up with somebody else or. Uh, because uh, their family, specifically, I guess her uncle, is a huge asshole, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I just don't like this time period. So overall, I gave this a four. I don't know. What do you think about it? No, I didn't like this. There was something wrong with acting as well. The storyline didn't make any sense. So I gave it three. Oh, okay. I thought the acting was fine. I didn't like some of the musical, random musical bits. I thought the, yeah. some of the characters were interesting. The one, mm. cu- the cousin or whatever, he's, he, he's an interesting character, but it doesn't mean he's like, uh, it doesn't, it adds a little bit, but it doesn't add much to the story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, look, what is one of the most boring sports of all time? Uh, fishing, right? Isn't that the one that won our most boring that sport? That is, yes. But uh, would you agree that golf is up there? It's up there. I remember I had a friend when I was a kid, and his dad would come home after work and just turn golf on and fall asleep. It was like his. Yeah. It was like his insomnia uh, medication was golf. So yeah, I'd say boring is a good, <laughs> a good would, adjective. Would you not- would you not love to see a TV show with Tiger Woods where he talks about uh, uh, golf with famous people? Talks about golf? So it's even mm-hmm. less exciting than actual golf? It's just talking yep. about golf? Okay. Yep, and, and they have it, uh, also uh, lessons from Tiger Woods. And the first episode was, was with Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, the wife of, uh, mm-hmm. what's his name? Will uh, Smith. Will Smith, mm-hmm. right, okay. I would have rather have with... seen uh, it with the son. What's his name? The son. Yes. Yeah. Ja- J- Jada. Jaden? Jada. Jaden Jada. And the uh, second episode is with Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Dwayne Wade. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne Wade. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Super interesting. I'm going to give it a two. Uh, I saw Better Human, Better Dog on... What was yeah, it on? with Cesar Milan, Discovery Channel. No. Oh, well, I saw it on Nat Geo. Oh. So, I, I, it might have been on multiple channels, though. I have no oh, idea. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah Cesar well. Milan is back, everybody. If you <laughs> back needed again. A, needed a new Cesar Milan show, because everybody yes. missed Cesar. Cesar. He's very Spanish when he talks. He's very passionate about his dogs. It's weird because I don't like these kind of shows, but he actually no, makes you he's he amazing. makes you feel passionate about yes. animals. And yes. I don't like I don't even like dogs all that much. And I was like right. watching this going, "Oh wow, that is a really good way to like like even you don't with like my dogs." I'm like I, I felt myself being like, "Oh, maybe I should try that with my chinchilla." And I'm like, "Well, that's silly because it's not even a dog." So but right. uh, he makes you want to like it feel feel more comfortable with animals. I guess is a good way to put it. Um, but this one's all based in his like ranch, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, mm-hmm. 
even at the very beginning of the first episode, they, they point out like everything dealing with animals has changed since COVID because you're you're in your house at least at the beginning of the pandemic everybody was stuck in their house with their animal and everything and it mm. it made you more have to connect with your dog than before maybe when you would leave every day and the dog would be left alone or whatever mm-hmm. um people found themselves maybe realizing that the connection with their dog wasn't as much as they thought it was before uh mm. but then there's the other person in this which is just the instagram dog right there was that too mm. um it's the same show as his first show, right? Am I wrong? No, uh, I want whatever he has been eating because he looks like the same person as he did ten years ago. But that's I thought he was topic. more jacked. I thought he put on some muscle mass, <laughs> to be honest. Yes, he looks even better. <laughs> right? Uh, How is this possible? Uh, being rich. Oh, baby, baby blood. Right? Yeah. QAnon yeah, people would blood. say baby yes. blood. Baby blood. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought it was fine. I, it's not a show that I'm going to watch more than two episodes no, because it's just like a, it's the same show, and I didn't really, yeah, especially love the first show. But he he is he's his passion comes out of the screen for oh, for what he does. So overall, I'm going to give us a right in the middle five point five, I guess. I'm giving it another five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about The Prince, I guess? Yes, let's talk about The Prince. The Prince, this okay. Is, yes, this is on HBO Max. This is a, a animated comedy about uh, Prince uh, George of Cambridge, uh, the youngest heir to the British throne. I have no idea who uh, that is, but okay. <laughs> well, the, the youngest of... of How uh, old is he? Uh, <sighs> Seven, eight. Oh, they're making a sh- show about him. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, but it's comedy and it's very ah. satiric. It's very, very funny. I I like this much, much more than I should because there's some underlining storylines in the show that is fucking hilarious. Like for example, uh, Meghan Markle and uh, Harry learning how to tie shoes like that is it's so funny uh, it's very like yeah they are making fun of uh, um, rich people in the show and i love it uh, i will give it a 7.58 almost really okay mm-hmm. do you remember that's my bush how would you compare this to that's my bush yeah on the line on the same line okay yeah yeah uh, I saw Centaur World on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You see this? Never heard of. Nope. It's a cartoon. Uh, how do I describe <laughs> describe this cartoon? Okay, a in there's a in the medieval ages. All right, there's mm-hmm. a warrior, and mm-hmm. she's r- riding on a horse, going around killing people in, in this very heated battle between, uh between, you know, factions of this medieval world. And then all of a sudden, the horse that she's riding on gets transported into a magical world called Centaur World. So the rider disappears. All that, everything I just said disappears. And 
this horse is transported into this weird, whimsical, like, magical world of centaurs. So there's, like, a... Uh, there's, like, a, a... Giraffe centaur? So instead of it being, like, a... It's a giraffe with a human head and everything, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense? Uh, and there's all different kinds of centaurs. So there's, like, a... a a, a deer centaur and a zebra centaur and a giraffe centaur and all these other things. It's a very weird show, I guess. It's, <laughs> right? It's a yeah. it's a comedy. It I didn't like the musical bits. It had a bunch of random singing in it, but uh, oh, yeah, you love that. You love random singing. It kind of works in a cartoon better than it works in like you know a live action show. If that makes sure. sense. Um, I would recommend seeing it just because it's so stupid and silly. It's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. Uh, what did I give this? I gave it a 6. Well, stopping, uh, top, uh, talking about silly and stupid, uh, Tattoo Redo on Netflix. Oh, uh, I saw this, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, the premise is this. People come in with very bad tattoos. Very bad tattoos. Remember that when we talk about this later. Uh, then uh, they come with their friend, their spouse, their something. And their something gets to decide the design of them. And they don't get to see it before it's done. And that's the whole concept of this show. Um, one, the host of this show is atrocious. I mean, atrocious. She's maybe the worst thing about the whole show. Would you agree to that? Uh, 100%. Um, yes. It, it has the same problem that I had with the show last week, the, the dating show, where yes. instead of like actually editing it, editing it together to have a coherent story, you just mm-hmm. fill the gaps in with, with the, the host. Um, and I hate and that about this kind of show. It definitely doesn't yeah. work, it, uh, work in this show, because... She is outrandishly bad. Like, she, I would say that the, the, she loses two points just for her. But my second problem with this is the tattoos is not bad enough. Uh, you don't think? Uh, one of no. them was really, the guy's tattoo one, in the first yes. episode was really yes. bad. Um, one of them was okay. Okay, bad, but other was kind of eh. Well, yeah, the one he got was like unbelievably bad, though to a, to a de- like to a degree, I think. I would agree to that, but uh, yeah, no, I give this show a uh, three point five. That's exactly what I gave it. That's hilarious. Okay. Okay. Uh, I saw the new behind the music. Remember behind the music from VH1? I do remember. There's behind a new the music. behind the music that's not. The same. It's totally different than that, that version of Behind the Music, but it's on Paramount Plus. And the first episode was about Ricky Martin uh, and his <laughs> struggles to become to come out as being gay. And it was kind oh. of interesting because I do remember going through that time period where all you know my friends in middle school who were girls were had a giant crush on Ricky Martin. They oh. were able to kind of sell that through the media, and he always felt like. Like he was lying to people, which makes sense, right? Yeah, what did you like it? Oh, no, well, the show itself is kind of, you know, uh, what's a good word for it? Uh, tabloid gossipy is a good w- way to put it. 
Um, overall, I'll give it a 4.5, I think. I think a lot of people would really enjoy because some people really like, you know, celebrity gossip. I know you like celebrity mm. gossip way more than I do, right? Oh, yeah. And so I, I think you might enjoy the show more than me, but I like this better than I like the original behind the music. Mm. So I'll give it that. Uh, I saw Myth and Mogul John DeLorean on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Oh, I enjoy, yeah. I enjoyed you, this, yeah. This was amazing. Uh, so I did not know anything uh, about this uh, before I went uh, into it. And I that that is also uh, one of the best parts. But I will say what is the best part of this. It's just three episodes <laughs> it's just three episodes it's well they are like, long ep they're like an hour plus episode, sure but but, yeah. but but it 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 felt more uh like kill your cat uh a documentary than than a normal netflix documentary i i do think that uh uh the footage they are using here by an oscar-winning director called d.a pain baker was amazing it's about uh, uh, the icon the man john delorean if you have seen back to the future you have seen uh, his car he was uh, very before his time uh, he's he had a very big uh, mind of like car of the future and uh, yeah he was kind of this, elon Musk before Elon Musk, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Because he was definitely an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> right, I kind of uh, got Epstein vibes. Like, this guy yeah. probably knew Epstein, is my guess. <laughs> yes, I, I I, think so. But yeah, this documentary was amazing. I really liked it. It's one of the best Netflix documentaries in quite a while. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the story is... I think... The story itself helps because his life is so interesting. And they had people mm -hmm. to interview who were there through the whole experience. So you get all the back background information that you need about this guy, even though he's passed away and everything. There mm -hmm. are his kids and everything who are being interviewed in this. So you don't feel like... Um, in certain documentaries, it gets a little cryptic because it's like... Uh, it's like you're getting secondhand information of somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody or whatever. Um, but this you're getting like kind of firsthand accounts. So that really made it more uh, impactful to me. I gave this a, mm. where did I give this? Uh, I gave it a six. Oh, I gave it a 7.5. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. I the only, it didn't really try to like, um, break out of the box of documentary filmmaking. It was very sure. standard film uh, documentary. Uh, so I, I didn't want to go too high. I guess the last thing I saw, yes, uh, was King of the Road, at, uh, season oh. four. Okay. Did you watch this? No. I, you have to watch this for next year. Or no, next I week. don't. I don't. <laughs> uh,. I think you're gonna. I really don't. I think you're gonna like it. I think the last time they did a King of the Road was 2018. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. King of the Road is like a it's a reality show done by Thrasher uh, about skateboarding, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's it's they have three different teams, uh, 
and each team gets a book of things they have to complete. So it's like kind of like Tony Hawk Pro Skater, where you have this checklist of things you have to do in different areas. So they go to different towns. So the first play or the first city they're in is Seattle, Washington, and they have a checklist of all the things they need to do in Seattle, Washington. But the book is so long, they're never going to complete all the tasks. So each team has to decide which tasks are going to make them, uh, are going to get them the most points. And so each team is going around the city kind of like trying to get the most points. And it's not always like skateboarding tricks. Sometimes it's like, okay, do this trick or do this down a rail or do this. But sometimes it's take a shit in the van while you, while you're driving. These very weird, it's very Tony Hawk pro skater, but uh, IRL, you know what I mean? Um, mm. I think you'd like this more than you think you would, to be honest. Uh, okay. Yeah, like I said, it, it kind of went away for a while. It had been canceled, and then Vice just came out. If you go to the Vice YouTube channel, I think both of the first episodes are up there. Uh, I'm, this is one of the better reality shows I've seen in a while. I'm surprised they can get away with some of the stuff they get away with in this uh, and haven't mm. been you know, canceled by Twitter. I'm going to give this a 7.5. I really enjoyed okay. it. It was like a breath of fresh air of reality shows cuz it feel it's actually real. It's not like a scripted reality show so. I really want to see the new like GTA reality show with cars that I have out now. I haven't seen it. Is that a real thing or are you making a joke? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not making a joke. I just don't remember what it's called. I think it's on Netflix. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, uh, the last thing I saw was something we saw together. Uh, that's right. Uh, Panic, episode 10. Is that what we're talking about? That is the thing I'm talking about. Joust. Uh, someone is dead set on making sure that Joust, the final challenge of Panic, ends with the night... Oh, ends with the right winner, and Heather realizes that for the at least one person, Panic isn't a game anymore. An explosive conclusion, oh, an explosive conclusion brings the game to a permanent end, or so at least it seems. This year's players must finish with the, oh, maybe finish with the game, but the game may not be finished with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, was another good episode, I will give them that. This is one of the better episodes. Uh, it was definitely as good as last episode, I think. And I think last episode I, I was one of the best episodes. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I got to give this episode probably an eight. I really like the ending. Mm -hmm. uh, we definitely set up for a second season in the ending. We definitely of this, did, yeah. Which I, I was, I wanted them to wrap everything up and. and Mm -hmm. not have a second season, but they wrapped it up in a way where I, I was happy with the way they wrapped it up enough. It, we kind of predicted it in the sense that we, we had said um, she's going to end up being just... Uh, end up being involved in next year's panic, whether she wants to be or not, which is kind of how it, how it ended, right? Yeah. And I, I think I, I, I really liked uh, the ending in that way that it was open-ended enough to get a second season, but we did get closure on the most important things. 
Yeah, I mean, most of the most important things. And uh, we found out who the two judges were, and and I guess we pretty much found out uh, kind of the conclusion of the the cop storyline as well. But what we mm. what we end up with at the very end is that she's driving away, uh, with, and she's gotten the money, and all of a sudden these people drive up behind her in this giant truck and we realize, oh, there's something bigger to panic. Mm -hmm. What do you think that bigger thing is? Uh, it has to be something to do with the town itself, is my assumption, right? Yeah, I think so as well. Because it, lo it looked like they were trying to stop anything from, uh, from like leaving the town. Or leaving, um, I I was thinking they were trying to stop her from leaving because they they don't want their secret to to leave. If that makes sense, mm. and if they can keep her there and keep her in the secret of the game, then then the secret doesn't get out. I, I that was my thought, kind of. Hmm. Maybe. Um, okay, uh, I lost my thread look because I'm trying to Google for this car reality show. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, while you're looking that up, I guess that was the last episode of Panic. Uh, I, I feel like I might watch the next season, I don't know, uh, if you will. Uh, yeah, I probably will, uh, actually. But I, I would like to binge it, though. Uh, I think yeah, it's right, binge. watching it, yeah. watching this episode by episode, week by week, was a little hard because mm -hmm. they there was a lot of characters and a lot of things happening. Yeah. All, uh, yeah. Um, next week, we're going to watch a new show because we finished this show. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to this. We are going to watch Cooking with Paris. Mm -hmm. uh, what is, this what is, is on, that look? Oh, it's on Netflix. No, this it's is on, Netflix. on Netflix. It came out today. Yes, it just came out. Uh, mm -hmm. So... But we're going to talk about it next week because it came out literally mm -hmm. today, so we didn't have a chance it to watch it. It came out today, today. Yeah. No. Um, so anybody out there that wants to see Cooking with Paris, we're going to watch it episode by episode. So go and watch the first episode if you want to, like, you know, stick along with our reviews. We're at least going to watch two episodes. We'll see if we watch more from there. Um, it's a cooking show with Paris Hilton, where Paris <laughs> Hilton cooks. Mm-hmm. She's yeah, cooking it up. <laughs> so look, I found this reality show. It wasn't on Netflix, but uh, it's on Discovery Plus, and it's called Getaway Driver. Here's a little uh, tidbit about it. Okay. And an event like no other, Michelle Rodriguez brings the ultimate driving fantasy to life in Getaway Driver. This eight-episode competition features 24 elite drivers from drift champions to street racers to hotshot YouTubers. I have no clue who's in this, by the way. To compete to provide if they have skills behind the wheel and the mental toughness to outrun and outrun drive uh, the competitors in a massively nearly 60 acres compound with obstacles. Part baby driver, part Grand Theft Auto, the getaway drivers will put it all in line, sacrifice their own cars. For the opportunity to be the wheelman in a real life, a real life car chase, the rules are simple: away the p 
Wait, a real life gar- car chase? So at the end of this, they're going to yes. be running away from the police in real life? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> yes. The rules are simple. Evade the prosecutors and escape the compound to what? score some cold, hard cash. This driver already has a lot. But they can. Uh, but can they keep? Uh, but can they uh, get away uh, to keep it? Who are the YouTubers? Yeah. You said there were YouTubers in this. Mm-hmm. Who are they? Do no you know? I, no, I haven't seen this. <laughs> Why would I watch this? I hate car shows. <laughs> I don't. I'm interested. I definitely want to. I, I'm definitely interested in seeing this. I just wonder. Um, I wonder who it's, the who the uh, who the YouTubers are. That's what I'm. In. I'm interested to see yeah. who they got. Uh, whether it's like big YouTube. If it was a big YouTuber, I think I would have heard of the show already. Right? Logan Paul. Yeah, if or, they got Logan Paul. I don't think they would have gotten Logan. <laughs> I'm. I'm always thinking more like. I guess you know uh, who uh, I. I could see Markiplier doing a show like this. Who else could I Let's see? look it up, Luke. Let's look it, look it up. Who's on it? Let's look it up. Uh, okay, Getaway Driver. IMDb, maybe? Getaway Driver maybe. T- 2021. Michelle Rodriguez. Um, I, I got nothing here. Yeah. Not, not much press about this. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't see an IMDb so page weird. anywhere here. No IMDb page, nothing. Oh uh, no, nothing. No. I got a, a story from uh, Road and Track, like a magazine about cars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, blah blah blah. Successful participant. It it doesn't. Part baby driver, part Grand Theft Auto. So they compare it to that. Mm-hmm. Um. But it clear. I mean, with M- Michelle Rodriguez, it, they're clearly also going for kind of a Fast and Furious kind of spin-off thing. It seems like right. Yeah, yeah. And it's also uh, uh, produced by uh, Rally Champion Wyatt Knox. Never heard of him. Yeah, my favorite Wyatt Knox. You know, my favorite <laughs> favorite guy. Never ever heard of them. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, you, you can tell the audience uh, next week. Who is on there? Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm seeing uh, Florida resident. Uh, oh, now it went away. Florida resident Nick something. Nick something. Oh, Nick Carter. Every time I try to go into this, it like hits me with a pop up. So I'm. I guess I fuck it. <laughs> Nick Rodriguez compl- is oh. one of the people. I don't know who that is. Never heard of them. Hmm. Cool. Uh, yeah, that is going to be fun to hear what you think about it, because I'm never ever going to watch it. I might try to watch it. I'll see if I can find it. It's, yeah. I mean, without it doesn't even have an IMDb page, so I have a feeling it's not going to be easy yeah. to find. <laughs> it's on D- uh, Discovery Plus. Right, uh, yeah, sure. I don't have Discovery Plus, but maybe I'll be able to find it somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, somewhere else, you say, wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, okay, let's go into some uh, TV news. Well, actually, we have some Norway TV news, believe it or not, because uh, we're, uh, like, okay, let me read something I got from Jeremy. Uh, okay. That, uh, that is, 
on uh, my Skype. He says, damn it, Fro. Norwegian darts supposed to be good at running. Norway has ruined the whole Olympics. Somehow, somehow this is all your fault. That is what uh, Jeremy said. Why, are Nor why aren't Norwegians supposed to be good at running? <laughs> White men can't run? Uh, sure. I mean, you guys run away from polar bears all the time, but I'm bump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 oh, how funny I found that joke. Ah, uh, so, I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, it's probably harder to run in snow than on a, on a, on a track, see? And that's in my other joke about mm -hmm. Norway. <laughs> yeah, because it's snow here all the time. <laughs> There's never, never, ever uh, not, no snow. Actually, when I was in high school, the two things that I... Because I, I did track, and the two things I mm. specialized in were the 200 and 100-meter uh, hurdles. But this is the 400 mm. Right. How fast were you in the 100? I got second in state. Ooh. So that's pretty good. Ooh. I think I got so second in state in the 200, not the 100. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, Norway's uh, Varholm crushes the world record in an epic 400 meters hurdles. Look, Karsten, uh, Karsten. Mm -hmm, sure. Varholm of Norway uh, pulverized his own world record Tuesday in Tokyo by three quarters of a second, setting an unfathomable mark of fifty or forty-five point nine. Four, uh, one which may never be surpassed to win Olympic gold, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he made a great face, if you go down in the article. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> I've, this looks like a meme template ready to be, ready to be, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, what would you do to fight uh, vaccine lice? Uh, right, uh... I guess I would hire um, a bunch of TikTokers. Isn't that what you oh. would do? N no. Oh, you wouldn't just get a bunch of TikTokers and like maybe like a, a a pop star that Luke has never heard of. That would be another thing mm I would do. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, well, the White House in, mm -hmm. in uh, has backed a campaign encouraging. Younger audiences to get vaccinated for coronavirus. Uh, Ella Zeiler, a 17-year-old TikTok creator with 10 million follow followers, has received oh received an email in June from Village Marketing, an influencer marketing agency that was reaching af reaching out to her on behalf of the White House. Okay. Mm. Um. The White House's efforts are to are in part to counteract against the rising tide of vaccine misinformation that is flooding the internet where vac anti-vaccine activists can be ferocious and and that some young creators say they have chosen to remain silent on vaccines because of political backlash uh yeah they're i think they're paying young tiktok influencers to uh to be pro um pro vaccination is that what I guess that's it, yeah. Yeah. 
Public, it says public health yeah. officials have used celebrities to reach people since Elvis Presley rolled up his sleeves on the Ed Sullivan show in 1956 to get the polio vaccine. Mm. You know that trustworthy Elvis Presley. <clears throat> hey, look. Uh, lo look in Podlinks. I have a surprise for you. Podlinks, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, guess what, look? We're going to watch the uh, trailer for Getaway Driver because I found What it. is this thumbnail? <laughs> <laughs> she looks like she's having a stroke in the thumbnail. <laughs> it looks awesome. Okay, are you ready? Mm. One this second. Is, oh, this is, yeah. oh, it's the thumbnail's bad because this isn't like an official. No, it's okay. it's right. it's just something I found. Hashtag F nine. Yeah, hashtag F nine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. Can you count down? In three, two, one, play. Let's see if we recognize any people. Michelle Rodriguez. Hey, Michelle we Rodriguez. recognize. Yes. Percent. Entertainment Tonight exclusive is what in down the in the bottom corner. The driving competition look. We haven't seen anybody but Michelle Rodriguez so far. <laughs> That's the selling point, probably. The well, drivers. Every, oh, oh, here we go. Oh, 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 oh that was really no. fast. I didn't recognize that was a any of them. Too fast. Get out as fast as I can. He's coming out. There we go. Get away from me! Oh, okay. That's a lot of money right there. If you wreck or get caught. I get a refund. Okay, she's the boss. Best drivers put their own cars on the line. I get the concept. Oh, they put their own cars on the line. Getaway driver, Monday, July nineteenth at nine on Discovery. Okay. So we saw like four of the contestants, and I didn't recognize any of them. Any of them? No. Okay. Well, well. Okay, we have an email address, anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. That's anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. If you want to email us for any reason, if you want to talk about anything, or if you want to be interviewed on the show, or something like that. Uh, we got a Twitter, at PodcastADC. There's a Facebook page out there that you can find with our name on it. Yeah, uh, movie news. Uh, holy crap, this is a big story. Uh, Black Widow oh, yeah. story. yeah. Jesus Christ uh, Almighty! We talked a lot about kind of the 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 war of the movie theaters and the directors of movies being upset during the pandemic that mm. uh, movies were not being released in the theaters, mostly because they wanted their vision of how they saw the movie to be. Uh, on the big screen, you know, certain movies uh, mm -hmm. have been delayed many times because specifically the director or somebody involved in it didn't want it to be released because they wanted it put out on the big screen and not on somewhere, uh, a streaming service, which at, mm -hmm. uh, you know, during the pandemic was not possible to put out movies in the movie theaters, right? That is true. Uh, so why is there a lawsuit now, look? Disney and Scarlett Johansson have continued to exchange punches uh, after Johansson filed a lawsuit accusing Disney of breaching their contract for Black Widow, which guaranteed an exclusive theatrical release. Disney then replied to a statement that accused her of uh, callous disregard to the COVID-19 pandemic and revealed her salary on the film, which I that was kind of a low blow, to be honest. $20 million. Oh, yeah, definitely. The Haymaker... Haymakers having continued uh, last Friday when Johansson's uh, 
Creative Artists Agency released a statement firing back saying, I want to address the Walt Disney Co Disney Company's statement that was issued in response to file the lawsuit filed against them yesterday, yesterday by our client, uh, Scarlett Johansson. They have shamelessly and falsely accused... Oh my god, what is happening? The... Website is jumping around. Uh, they shamelessly and falsely accused Ms. Johansson of insensitive insensitivity to global COVID pandemic in an attempt to make her appear to be somebody they and I know she isn't. Uh, right. Dave, so Scarlett Johansson sued them uh, because mm -hmm. they, they didn't pay her the salary they agreed to in the contract because the contract mm -hmm. stated that she would get money from ticket sales and because mm -hmm. it came out during covid and there are no there were no ticket sales uh she got less money because of the tickets because the only money that came in from the movie was on uh, uh on-demand fees right Right. Uh, I think she should get a percentage of that, but uh, that's me personally. Right. I read... Uh, there's an interesting... Another article out there that talks about it. Uh, HBO Max and uh, actually made a deal with the, the studios that a percentage of what was made would go to the actors and people involved in, in the production where Disney plus mm -hmm. did not make that deal with, um, with the studio, with the, with the studios. So, uh, right. Disney plus is kind of the problem here because they, they mm -hmm. didn't, they chose not to make that, that sacrifice where other places that are streaming new movies, the same way that Disney plus is did make that deal with the actors and the studios. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like, I'm looking at it going, oh, millionaire fight, millionaire fight. You know what I mean? Mm, like, do yeah. I really feel bad that she doesn't have another $30 million? Like, fuck you. Like, there are people that are starving. Like, screw you. <laughs> right. But I do think she should get what is hers, so there's also that. Yeah, I guess so. It's just, it feels like, um, I do agree somewhat with the Di with the Disney position of, like, he, uh, should she really be complaining about this? Like, it wasn't necessarily anybody's fault that COVID happened, right? Right. Right. I, I agree. Uh, Amanda Knox, uh, for people that don't know, uh, was a lady that was accused of a murder in Italy of her best friend. Uh, she didn't do it. Uh, they jailed her. They even con uh, uh, yeah. They even made uh, her uh, go to jail. She was acquitted because guess what? She didn't do it. A very good uh, documentary on Netflix that I do recommend called Amanda Knox. Uh, and uh, there's a movie coming out uh, called Stillwater um, that she has m uh, uh, slamming because. It's more or less about her. Right. I mean, they do, apparently, I've never heard, I, I'd never heard of Amanda Knox before this whole thing. Um, they apparently do use her name and, and like, like likeness to mm -hmm. promote the movie, right? 
Yes. 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 Um, and she didn't agree to that. Right. And so she's upset because it's a, this is a tweet from her. Does my name belong to me? My face? What about my life? My story? Why does my name refer to events I had no hand in? I return to these questions because others continue to profit off my name, face, and story without my consent. Uh, most mm-hmm. recently, the movie Stillwater. Yeah. I, I can understand that. I mean... Yeah. They should have at least... Uh, asked her. Reached out to her and asked. Yeah. And not only that, at least... Like put put her in a position where she could have commentary on uh, how the story was written, right? Yep. Yeah. And they don't, didn't care at all. That's Not. a jerk move on their part. Um, Definitely. And she, I mean, they're specifically pointing out, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, in certain articles, I saw at least they're they're pointing out Matt Damon that she was like mm-hmm. kind of but I don't I doubt Matt Damon had a, a huge hand in like actually writing the script and things like that <laughs> that's not not how you say his name it's Matt Damon whoa right <laughs> South Park reference there not no not South Park uh, uh, Team America uh, Team America yeah yes. same difference yes. same difference yeah hey you remember when Stadia Stadia However, you say it mm-hmm. uh, was was the next. I remember thing. when it blew up and became the biggest um, video game console in the world. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Remember when Google used a lot of money on it and they promoted that? It yeah, and they overtook the PlayStation and Microsoft, <laughs> and they just became this huge entity. I remember. Yeah. Oh wait, oh, wait, that's, 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 is, didn't, that that didn't, didn't happen. happen? <laughs> what really? So, yeah, Google Pierce, uh, their Stadia controller, and Chromecast as a $100 play-and-watch bundle. This is a defeat. Google has recently been selling a combo package of the Stadia controller with a 2020 Chromecast as a limited-time promotion. The company has now made their pair bundle permanent. Uh, For $99, you get both the controller and the streaming dongle. That's a savings of $19 compared to buying both products separately. It's not much of a savings, but no. Google's also promoting Chromecast Ethernet adapter uh, as an accessory. If you want the best Stadia experience, it's probably smart buy, and it's a mere nine ninety nine. Uh, which I would, I mean, if you're gonna do it, you might as well do that. It's, yeah. See, this is actually enticing to me, but the price point is is too high. Yeah, it's too high. That's the problem. If it would be half, I would be. Buying it, I would even tomorrow. do it for fifty nine ninety nine. If it was sixty yeah, bucks, yeah. that yeah, would be yeah. like a good price point for yeah. for yeah. this. Um, yeah. The problem is, tell me, name a game on Stadia that you want to play. There you go. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like so quiet. It's like, <laughs> uh, hey movie, uh, hey movie. I've seen the look. <laughs> Uh, I saw some movies. Uh, mm. I saw Mortal Kombat. Finally, cool. Yeah, it was it was there, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I, this is, it was on my list of things to see, and it was kind of just yeah. like available. So I was like, okay, um, yeah. Well, I mean, isn't it? It was more. Isn't it a fun movie? It's fun, and yeah. when they said it was going to be really violent, um, they oh, didn't it is. lie. It, <laughs> it is. 
<laughs> Very violent. I mean, I like. I guess maybe three quarters of the way, maybe two thirds of the way through, I was like, oh, this hasn't mm. been that violent yet. And then right at the end, <laughs> when the really big fight scenes happen, that's when like you get the yeah. Uh, yeah. fatalities and ev- and everything else. And that's where the real vi- like violent parts come in. Um, so if you don't mm-hmm. like bloody gore, it's probably not a good movie for you. But it's it was fun. Uh, had a little bit of American propaganda going in there. A little, yes. Um, which I didn't really need, but you know, whatever. Like, okay, the mm. the two main people in this are for some reason to the Jax and the what's her name, the female military right. girl. Yes. Which I thought was funny because in the video games she has a a machine gun, right? Mm-hmm. Like yes. that's her main weapon in the video games yeah. is a machine gun. And for some reason yeah. in this she I guess because having a gun in a game or in a movie is not really it's kind of frowned upon nowadays. Mm-hmm. So I can understand mm-hmm. why they changed it up, but Sonya, Sonya Blade, that's her name. Sonya, yeah, Sonya. Yeah, um I really want to this see is some of the definitely the best the best uh, version of uh, this kind of movie in quite a while. They're they're definitely going for the newer concept of Mortal Kombat, that, like the old yes. um, concept of Mortal Kombat from like the original games is kind of left mm-hmm. in the background. Where in this storyline is more based on the new the newer mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat games, which I understand because that's the that games that all very the, good as well. Yeah, all yeah. The, that's the ones that everybody's playing now. But if you got, go to like the original lore of sure. original Mortal Kombat, it's a bit different than this movie is. So yes, whatever. I'm, but whatever, you know what I mean. Um, it's 2021. Overall, I gave it a yeah. six. I thought it was good. I had fun. Mm. Hey, I sure see, saw a movie. I saw it so much that I forgot that I saw it when I was counting movies today. Okay. Uh, because I saw Jungle Cruise. Oh yeah, with That's, with Dwayne, Dwayne, with Dwayne, Dwayne the J. Rock, just with Dwayne J. Yes. We just, we call, we're J. gonna call him Dwayne J. From now on. <laughs> Dwayne J. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, have you seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Uh, yeah, many times. I love that movie. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, what if we would put the same fucking concept just on a river instead? And instead of an ocean, in the jungle. Right. Yes. And they are in, in the jungle instead of the sea. What about that look? Well, what, what, the what Jungle Cruise then? was, is, a, or is a Disney ride, right? And... Pirates was is, a Disney ride. So this is plagiarism. This is plagiarism. Plagiarism. Of, uh, yes. Okay. Of Pirates of the Caribbean. Really? It's the ho- the same fucking storyline. Oh like, well, I no, guess I just no have to joke. see it. So who's like, Captain Jack Sparrow in this? Uh, him, him. The he Rock. Is. Yeah, yeah. Dwayne J is Captain Jack Sparrow. Is what? Yeah, you're yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, now you got me uh, picturing. The Rock doing a Captain Jack Sparrow like <laughs> accent. What about the rum? Rum, what about the rum? <laughs> yeah, mm. and he go- gives uh, uh, whoever the people's elbow and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> that will be fun. But yeah, no, it sure is a movie. I will say this. So uh, let's talk about the positives. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is good in some movies. He's good in this. Uh, the wife of uh, uh, Korinsky is good in this. Emily, Emily something. Emily, yes. I don't know who's in this. Emily Blunt. 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 
Okay. Is it Emily Blunt? Yes. I have no idea uh, who's in this. So. They have chemistry together. But listen here. Why can't people be friends in movies? Why do they have to boy, boyfriend, girlfriend? Uh, why does it have to be a romantic story in every story like this? It is so fucking boring. Uh, it's you know formulaic. People. Yeah. Why? Why does every sitcom end up with somebody having a kid and somebody getting married? Right. At the at right. in like season three, it's just there's a formula. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, I give this a four. Uh, I saw Stalker, which we talked oh, yeah, about in about this. in the ADR at what a few yes. months ago. Um, yes. Very I indie film uh, about a guy who moves from Texas uh, to LA. So he's like a brand new in the city, and he. Uh, he meets a girl at a bar and they get to know each other, you know, over the course of the night and they go back to his place as you do. Um, and they get a drive on an Uber and they hook up and they end up becoming girlfriend and boyfriend. And a few, I would say a few weeks later or a week later or something, he runs mm -hmm. into his Uber driver at a, a coffee shop. Okay. Uh, and this Uber driver is very, um, is seemingly enamored by him. So they become friends. Uh, but then the Uber driver starts to get a little too attached and he's calling all the time and he becomes kind of a stalker. But this movie has a very interesting twist ending, I would say. Uh, I gave this a 8.5. This is up there on the movies I've seen this year for... Being an indie film that probably they didn't spend a lot of money on, it was very well done. Mm. And the ending is very cool. It's... You... Uh, how do I say this? It takes you in one direction and then twists you around and, and throws you back in another direction at the end. So, Cool. I will definitely say this. Um, something I saw this week, and I cried my skull out... Uh, after watching was Pray Away. Uh, this is a very personal film to me because it's about uh, the so-called uh, converting therapy uh, scandal oh. in America. Yeah, I heard uh, about this. Where people... Uh, so, for people that don't know, because I don't really talk about it that often, uh, I'm, I was openly bisexual in a Mormon church. And they tried to uh, send me to controversial therapy. So this is a very, very subject that is close to heart for me. Right. Uh, and the people uh, that are interviewed in this, uh, the like uh, former leader and survivors of this, it's just like it's so. It's so heart crushing to watch. It is like I I I can't I can't remember the last time I cried this much. It was just so gut wrenching to to see how people's life has been destroyed of this controversial therapy nonsense where people that are gay and or bisexual or anything uh, needs to go to therapy to try to be get rid of their 
their sexuality and right. uh, yeah like i said it, it it is a topic that is very near to heart for me uh i give this documentary an eight i really recommend it i do think it's very sad and but it's also very uplifting in one way to see and it's probably just how... something that people need to know more about yeah out there right because oh, yeah, it's not definitely. something that yeah. people talk a lot about mm-hmm. even though it probably is something that should be talked more about yeah yeah i i agree uh, I, I guess the last thing I saw was the last mercenary. The last thing, the last mercenary. <laughs> yeah, we saw this together with Van Dam, uh, <laughs> which I haven't seen him in anything. In, I think a little while, right? No, this. I can't uh, think of I something I've seen him in in a while. The last thing I saw him in was Expendables. I think. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We yeah, talked yeah. about that. Um, but yeah, this... somebody has a listening device on our conversation because uh, the day after we talked about that, uh, uh, it came out news that they are making a new one. Yeah, or they're talking about making a fourth Expendables, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Um, right after we talked about it. Yeah, I'm looking at his IMDb. Uh, yeah, he didn't... Double trouble. He hasn't done anything in a while. Like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did like a short, a video short and things like that. But yeah, and he's gonna be in the next Minions movie apparently. That's random, but oh, cool. uh, I don't <laughs> like Minions movies, but sure. Uh, yeah. It was a action movie, but kind of I would say action comedy, right? Action comedy because yes, it was definitely. definitely not taking itself seriously. It was no. very much joking. It was meme. It was memeing all over the place. There was a whole scene where he's so doing funny. the dance. The meme dance that, uh, yep. I mean, if you've been on any website, you've seen somebody react with the gif of him doing that silly mm. dance. So, um, what was that? I think it might have been from Kickboxer or something. I don't remember. Yeah, don't remember. I don't remember what the movie was from, but yeah, yeah. it was that silly little dance he does uh, to the jukebox in one of those movies. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they were definitely just playing it up as kind of a, a joke, and it was... You were not supposed to take it seriously, and in that way, it was very fun, right? I had so much fun with this. I I, I can't remember the last time I laughed this much off, off a movie. I had a blast with this movie. I definitely... <laughs> I think this is one of the more funny movies I've seen this year. It had an interesting sense of humor. Like it didn't. It mm-hmm. had. A, didn't have an American sense of humor. It really no. didn't have like a dry <laughs> British sense of humor. It, it had this very, very French. Yeah, French sense of humor, I guess, mm-hmm. or Belgian. I'm not really sure. One of right. The, right. But uh, yeah, I have to say that one of my favorite scenes in this movie is uh, when one of the people uh, lick ice. That's all I am going to see. Say. And they lose their tongue. Oh right, ability yeah. to speak. Yeah, that was that a was funny, so funny part. And but he just got. <laughs> I thought maybe it would have gone on the whole movie, but then at one but point he just. it was so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so fun. Yeah. Uh, what do you give this, Luke? Oh yeah, what are, I give it a five point five. Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven point five. I actually liked it more more than I think I uh, you did. Yeah. Uh, I. I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was anything special, I guess. Right. Yeah. And I think it was special. Enough. Okay. (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the movie I really want to see. I don't want to see this. Well, I do. The Green Knight. Green Knight. I'm not sure if I've seen this trailer or not. I've seen a trailer for this already. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen a trailer either. I haven't seen any. A24 is a good company, though. Well, they've at least done a few good movies. They're not like a big, giant company. They're a big, giant No, movie. no, but they have a track record of good movies. Yeah, they do. Oh, the makeup. Look at the makeup on them. Ooh, that was good. Is this guy... I think he's going to be on a dating show on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually how it looked. I like Pascal there. He's a good actor. Oh, yeah. Or Patel, right? Patel, yeah. Patel? Patel? Yeah. Hence. <laughs> oh, cool. Are you sure you're not interested in this? I mean, that was kind of cool, but I just don't like anything really to do with like King Arthur time period, medieval times kind of stuff. It's always. You don't think this looks interesting? You'll find no I'll be more interested when they remake it uh, as like a comedy, and it's called Men in Tights. Oh, a walk-talking fox. That's cool. It's a very good director as well. And the animation of that fox actually looked pretty good for being mixed with live action. Yeah, now I'm super interested in this. Oh, that shot. Look at that. Oh, that was good. Uh, the cinematography is kind of getting me, but I still don't. I'm not interested in the. I'm facing all of this. Oh, I want to oh, see this. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I have a feeling though we're getting a lot of the good stuff right in the trailer. Hmm. That is why Could be. Does what he does. But it's a good director, good actors. Isn't it based off like a Tolkien book or something? The Green Knight. I think it's... No. Oh, okay. It's not Tolkien. Well, it's based off a book, I think. It must yeah, be. that's... Could be, but uh, it's not Tolkien. Okay. But, uh, movie. Uh, what is this Oscar... Movie... This Oscar movie. <laughs> okay. This Oscar movie. What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? There we go. Uh, the Green Knight, King Arthur's headstrong nephew embarks on a daring quest to confront the Green Knight, a mysterious giant who appears at Camelot. Risking his head, he sets off on an epic adventure to prove himself before his family and the court. Uh, starring Dev Patel, uh, 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, 84% on Metacritic, 70% of Google users enjoyed this film. Hey, Luke. Do you want to hear a very funny... Thing I found one star by Iron Chambers. Holy shit, this is bad. I don't think it was anything worse than The Village. And boom, another uh, movie with, with a great trailer. And it turns out the movie is about a man walking f the entire damn movie and spoke about 15 minutes. If you ever played Oblivion, imagine traveling to the next city without a horse. 
if you ever watch Castaway, <laughs> this is Castaway Part Two. <laughs> Aside from scenes that led to you scratching, uh, scratching your head, this movie was so bad uh, that the true couple next to me joined me in their viewing party. A complete stranger during COVID was okay to talk to me about. <laughs> <laughs> about the seats and we all laughed it was so bad as the m- movie uh, ended uh, because no way I uh, I can leave now I was so interested I couldn't leave in damn movie was cleared for release it damn sure someone owed someone a favor yeah that's funny yeah I guess it's based off of a poem and by oh, by cool. an anonymous, it doesn't even. There isn't even an mm. author. It's Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, a 14th century poem, um, by nobody knows by anonymous. So uh, that's what it's based on, I guess. Uh, I went to the Facebook. Let's see. I'll do a good one since you did a bad one. Uh, let's see. Good. Uh, Marco Rabanda says. I didn't know what to expect, but I was pleasantly surprised. Imagery and photography are amazing. Musical score drove the pacing well, and a good blend of fantasy, medieval, experimental, with a slight hint of comedy. Uh, I may even go watch it again. He says. Mm. Uh, K. Dow says, Powerful message, faith in God alone. Uh, all else comes with a price. Nothing is free. Hmm, that makes me not want to see see it as much. Uh, what? But look, 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 look! I found something that you will like. Okay. Uh, another one, one star. Uh, it felt like it. Uh, if you were to take the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy extended version and only include the scenes of Frodo and Sam walking to Mordor, <laughs> this is your kind of movie. <laughs> Amber Murray says, uh, what the actual fuck was this movie? Am I missing something? Uh, disappointed face. And in response, uh, Sign Corbin says, yes, you were missing what most of us were, a plot, a purpose, character motivations, two and a half hours of your time, and at least $14 for the ticket. (laughs) It has a a very bad rating of 2.3 on Google, though. That is slow. Dan Dwyer says, absolutely atrocious, bad music, bad screenplay, bad plot, one of the worst. Uh, one of the worst. I'm ashamed to say I paid for this. Wow, okay. Did you say, say the rating, by the way? Yeah, didn't I? Okay, 7.5 uh, out of 10 yeah. on IMDb. Uh, yeah, I did the yeah. ratings earlier. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very high. I really want to see it. The trailer I'm... looks good, and then you read the yeah. reviews, and it's like, holy crap, this maybe is yeah. not good. <laughs> anyway, uh, another movie that came out this week. I don't know if you talked about this, look, uh, or if you heard about this. But there was a very independent movie that came out this week called Jungle Cruise. Right, yeah. You, yeah. I, I heard about the jungle, the cruising in the jungle. Mm-hmm. It's like Fast uh, and no. Furious in the jungle. <laughs> Lily Hotsworth enlists the aid of wisecracking skipper Frank Wolf to take her down to Amazon in a ramshackle boat. Together they search for uh, the ancient tree that holds the power to heal and discover that will change the future of medicine with uh, somebody called Dwayne. Never heard of him. Dwayne J. Uh, Dwayne J. 
Uh, 63% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 50% on Metacritic, 76% of Google users like this movie. Another movie, Enemies of the State, a documentary. An average family becomes entangled in a bizarre web of espionage and corporate secrets when the U.S. government targets the family's hacker son. Uh, 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, 74% on Metacritic, directed by Sonia Kennenbreck. Uh, this has a box, it says on Google at least, it has a box office uh, taken this weekend of $5,000. Ooh. Not great. Nine days. Uh, a man interviews five unborn souls to determine which one... Uh, to Give Life on Earth, uh, directed by Addison Oda, Winston Duke, Bill Skarsgård, okay. Uh, 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, 72% on Metacritic, and 90% of Google users like this movie. Oh, cool. So, something we already talked about, Stillwater. Uh, um, an American oil rig roughneck travels to Marcel, France to visit his estranged daughter in prison for a murder she claims she didn't commit. Confronted with language barriers, cultural differences, and a complicated legal system, he soon builds a new life for himself and makes it his personal mission to exonerate her. Uh, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, 60% on Metacritic, 74% of Google users liked it, starring Madamon. Met them in. I think we're gonna get. I think now in 2021 you would get canceled for doing that though, right? Probably. Why? Why? Because it's Why? that it's that stereotypical voice, right? Oh yeah. Right. Uh, also coming out, a dark foe, uh, a ventral FBI agent, uh, a red. Re relentless pursues a serial killer who murdered his mother and kidnapped his sister years earlier. Uh, 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, what? but abysmal Rotten uh, Google uh, 42%. What, what? 97%? And I haven't even heard of like this movie? How is that... Yeah. All right, let me go in there really quick. Audience. Uh, it's, oh, audience. It has, it has an audience score of 97%. Tomato meter, it doesn't have anything. In okay. The, yeah, okay. Uh, it has Selma Blair in it. Oh, I like Remember her. Remember her? Yeah. Yeah. A Eva Locklater? Eva Locklater? Is she like Heather mm -hmm. Locklear's daughter or something? Maybe. Uh, I Ireland Baldwin, the most famous Baldwin of all. She was apparently from Good Luck Charlie, which I never saw that, so. No. Oh, her, yeah, uh, her mother is Heather Locklear. I found it. Uh -huh. Yeah. Cool. Prison, prison girl. Uh, yeah, so what movie do you want to see? Jeez, Enemies of the State kind of looks interesting to me. I, I, I would have said The Green Knight, but after reading the reviews. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm still going with the Green Knight though, but I will say that Nine Days is actually my second choice. I would go Green Knight second choice, Enemies of the State 
I think looks most interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, we don't have anything to plug because, well, uh, Oddwell is checking their things. They haven't sent right? us an email with the update yet, so we're waiting. No. Come on. Don't do it. Don't go to Oddwell. Try. Don't go to Oddwell, uh, everybody, until next week, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, next week, we will talk of news of the week, TV movies and TV and movies of the week. I'm tired in my brain. Uh, another digital review of John and a Hole. Let me guess what that is about. It's about John that falls in love with this hole outside his apartment. It's the sequel to Holes. <laughs> that's that's such a bad reference. <laughs> nobody, nobody else but you and me are going to get that reference. Well, everybody loves the movie Holes with Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Such a good movie. Yeah, and we will do Cooking with Paris Hilton, uh, episode one. It's going to be the best. I'm kind of excited for it, but at the same time, not. I'm so, I'm so excited for you for it. You have no fucking clue. <laughs> uh, Luke, I have some maybe breaking news. It looks like SummerSlam is cancelled. Really? For what reason? Yeah. COVID? Uh, COVID, yeah. At least that's what I'm seeing on YouTube. Uh, a channel that I trust called... Uh, wrestle something. Uh, oh, you tr their... you definitely trust them because you know what their name is. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, they kind came out with a article called uh, SummerSlam cancelled. So maybe, maybe it's cancelled. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. But uh, yeah, uh, why are people stealing RRDs all the time? Look, uh, I don't know. Uh... Why do you think people are stealing our ideas? I don't know. Maybe because, it's just uh, in the ether and we're like on the same like plane of thoughts as these other people. Maybe that's what it is. I guess so, because the Tri Channel uh, had a soda test. And not to spoil the future, we have done a soda test for the longest time. And the soda test they did in, on the Tri Channel is probably... Some of the flavors Luke will try later. Yeah, if we yeah. can get a hold of them and everything, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, We're definitely working on it, so. I put an article in the pod links uh, you might want to check out. Okay, I will do that. It's, it's a, from the Baltimore Sun. It's called, this is the title of the article, commentary. Why are so many Republicans, Republicans refusing vaccination? Because Russia is telling them to, fro. Uh, according to the recent Washington Post poll, refusal to get the vaccine um, is now completely politicized in the United States. 93% of Democrats say they've already gotten one, compared to 49% of Republicans. I'm trying not to get angry. It's very, very hard. Uh, but such disinformation online is intentionally creating severe... Uh, oh, to serve someone's financial, political, or ideological interests, among those with something to gain is the Russian government, which is di diligently working to undermine the confidence of vaccines as part of its goal to destabilize American society. Yay! 
I'm trying not to get angry. <laughs> trying very hard not to get angry. Mm. Yeah. What a piece of bullshit propaganda cockmuck is that? We just can't get Jesus off this Christ. xenophobic garbage. Can you give it a rest, please? <laughs> give right. it a rest. Seriously. For fuck's sake. Everything has nothing to do with Russia. What did you have for dinner last, uh, yesterday, Look. What did I have for di I don't- what It doesn't I matter! It was Russia's fault! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm hmm What did you have for dinner, uh, before that? Uh, beef stroganoff? It doesn't matter! It was Russia's fault! <laughs> it was Russia's oh, fault shit. that I had dinner, apparently? Yeah. This is just like, it is so incredible. It's just so, like, I guess last week we kind of talked about how the White House was like blaming oh, Facebook Christ. Facebook for like the misinformation and why people weren't getting vaccines. And then they mm. came out and said, oh, wait, no, it's 12 people on Facebook. And now we see this article and it's like hmm. blaming Russia. It's like, there are other factors here to why people aren't getting vaccines and it it's not russia it's not facebook right it, it's christianity christianity is bringing uh doubt to well not only that like there's a whole other now i wouldn't even call it a religion but these new agey kind of hippie uh, uh people who are like against GMOs in foods and things like that because they f they think mm. that like genetically modified food is going to mess with their own genetics things like that those same people are also anti-vax and they're not re religious in Christ a Christian way and they're not Republicans either they're probably uh, more likely to be leaning Democrat or independent but they they're also anti-vax mm. and things like that right so there's there's way more um factors to it than just it being like a republican thing right yeah uh did you see this world record domino robert uh robot that oh yeah that was cool rubber? that was so fun i uh i used to be really big into watching domino things on youtube yeah. for a while i yeah, went too. through like a phase of watching domino uh stuff uh yeah michaela maroney we didn't talk about uh she came out and said that, what, in 2011? I think it was when she was, what, 15? She said she was forced uh, to compete by Larry Nassau, Nassar, who was, the, mm -hmm. who was the gym coach that was later arrested for sexual abuse. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, this is pretty insane news that, like, at the time, they touted it in the news as her being, oh, look how courageous she is for competing with a broken foot but it turns out she was forced by her coach so not as courageous maybe as it, they tried to portray it uh new by a billy eilish uh, album out really 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 good yes oh, okay happier than ever uh, i give it a 10 out of 10 i really liked it uh the vosh versus Charlie Kirk debate happened last night <laughs> that was so fun Charlie Kirk is such a fucking goon goon <laughs> he's 
such an asshole. <laughs> what a he's just like such oh. a goon. And he like yep. he tried to keep like repeating the same point over and over again and Vosh was like coming out with different mm-hmm. concepts and different points to try to prove his side and Charlie Kirk was just like I'll just repeat the same thing again. That's how it felt mm-hmm. to me. I don't know. I watched all of it so Yeah, no, but it it was a very good discussion. I'm not a big fan of Vosh, but yeah. I some of his stuff I don't agree with, but in, then on certain things, you know, it's in these kind of political discussions. In these kind of political discussions, there's going to be certain things you agree with either person on, and then there's going to be things you disagree with them on. I just enjoy that this was actually put out there and was being discussed, right? Where um, it it gets, at least for me, watching it got me out of like. Uh, what do they call it? The loop, where you're stuck in, like, the content loop where you're only seeing what you want to see. Like, this is a Mm. discussion that's happening, and I don't really agree with either person, but they're having a discussion about something that's important, right? So, Mm. yeah. I do agree to that. I think that's uh, important in the society, to be honest. Right, what do they call it? An echo echo loop or whatever. Echo chamber. Right? Echo yeah. chamber, echo yeah. Chamber? That you just keep yeah. seeing the same shit over and over again, and mm. then you, you start to believe it, even though maybe it's not necessarily true. Hence, Russiagate, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you see the Jackass Forever trailer? Uh, Yeah, didn't. I? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It looks so fun. I'm really looking forward to it. See, you say you really like Jackass, then you r- should watch King of the Road because it's basically just Jackass. <laughs> mm, yeah, mm, I don't know. Mm, we will see. Mm, mm. Maybe, mm, maybe. Mm, I don't know. Mm. I mean, it's free on YouTube, so if you want to watch it, it's on Vice. Mm, maybe. Mm. Uh, okay. Anything else? This is a new Cold Ones video that I'm gonna watch after we get done here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tasting the weirdest TikTok. Life hacks. It looks interesting. We, yeah, we love we love uh, cold ones. Hey, cold ones, do you want to be interviewed on this show? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're they're uh, listening listening right now. Yeah, I'm manifesting that. Well, I mean, uh, internet today's uh, uh, people are listening to this. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Speaking of people stealing our ideas, internet today. Yes. Yeah. Yes, internet today. Go and check them out. They have gotten a new studio that looks extremely dark by, for some strange reason. Oh, really? Uh, I, yes. I watched uh, them earlier ago. this week. I didn't. So they just got yeah. a new studio. Okay. New, new studio two days a week uh, ago. Oh, okay. And it's super dark because the, the lighting is not uh, optimal for for streaming yet. It looks super weird. It oh, are they on Twitch like, or something? Sorry? Are they are they streaming on Twitch? No, 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 no. I meant like their new studio is oh, just very dark. Right. And okay. it's in front of like, yeah. Anyway. Uh, enough about that. Uh, let's uh, say goodbye to everybody. What about that? That sounds good to me. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another, di- another, digi- another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another citizen. Another citizen. Another citizen.